Welcome to the Feminine Truth Podcast with Mary Miranda, a place where you can reconnect with your wild, cyclical, and fierce truth. I am Mary Miranda, a mentor, coach, healer, and intuitive. I guide women on a journey of remembrance, reconnection, and embodiment of who they are, their essence, power, and truth by reawakening the power of their feminine energy, womb, and menstrual cycles. Join me each week to indulge in raw, unedited, and unfiltered topics to help women own and step into their divine feminine truth and become unshakable, unapologetic, and bold in who they truly are. Let's jump into today's conversation. Welcome to another episode of the Feminine Truth Podcast. Today, I have a beautiful person that I want you all to meet. Her name is Melissa Mejia. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Hello, beautiful. How are you? Thank you so much for having this space and asking me to be a part of it. It really means the world to me. Thank you so much. I'm so happy we're finally doing this. (laughs) I've been so excited to talk about all things health, fitness, nutrition, empowerment. So why don't you tell us a little bit what is it that you do and who you are? Yes, of course, of course. So I call myself a body and mind transformational maven. So I'm an expert in working with women in their body, with their mind, and also inside out. So my work really encompasses health and wellness, mental health, physical health. Everything is so interconnected. So I do a lot of that work and it is my calling. I have been doing this for over 10 years. So it's been a while. <laughs> so how did you get started? Did something oh my gosh. happen? So, you know, because sometimes like something happens to us that we just yep. like, it's like we have to do something else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And funny, funny thing that you mentioned that because there's been a time where I used to tell my story so often because that's what I I don't want to say thrived on, but it was where people saw the difference in the change, right? But now I have just embodied so much of who I am now that the woman that I was or the woman that started no longer it just feels like it still aligns, but no longer feels like it's me, you know, like it just feels like she's like lives away, (laughs) I guess you could call that. So it's like a past life that I had. So for me, when I began, I began because I was young and I also was overweight. So I was overweight because society told me I was overweight, right? Like now what we see with body positivity movement, we don't really talk about the fact of this is the number on the scale that that's what it's going to be. But for me and for the time, back in the early like 1990s and then 2000s it was really about a number on the scale and I am very grateful that we are striving away from that but back then that's how it was so I got bullied a lot I got made fun of by my weight by how I looked by my accent because I am from originally from Colombia and then I came here when I was seven years old And from that, I also went through a lot of trauma during that period of time in my life. So I resorted to food. That's what I know. And that's what I knew, right? So there was a lot in that area, in that space, where people started just bullying me, making fun of me, making fun of the clothes that I wore, my accent, the way my hair looked, everything was some that there was something wrong with me, right? So it wasn't until I was like, I am sick of people making fun of me. I want to change. And for me, the fastest thing that I could change was my physical self, 
right? Because I was like, if I change the way my body looks, then people are going to love me. That's how it's going to be. And people aren't going to make fun of me anymore, right? Because that was that was my mentality back then. And of course, it worked for a little bit. Um, but then, of course, it all comes back to your own power, which is what I help women really reignite now, right? Reignite their power, reignite their energy so they can actually show up for themselves and not for other people. Because when I started my journey, I did it for others. I did it so other wouldn't make fun of me I did it so others so I wouldn't be uncomfortable right like bullying not saying that oh we should stay uncomfortable in that bullying space no not at all we have to stand up for ourselves I couldn't stand up for myself I didn't know how to because I didn't have that power within me Mm -hmm. wow that is amazing and growing up in as a Latino it's different because also our culture the way we eat the way our parents eat and everything is just not even about being healthy <laughs> at least in my home it wasn't a Mexican and it wasn't at all it was so like right now if I eat something my mom would make I would get lethargic I would get tired and I'm like how did I not even know my body and the signs after eating Right now, I'm like so in tune with my body that every time I eat something right away, like my body is so, it became sensitive. It became very sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that. I feel that too. And there were, that's when my, my time I had um, for years. So this was from the period of when I was, so I started when I was like 11. I was really, really young. And people say, how did you start that young? Because even at gyms in America, you can't go until you're 13. But it was because my mom knew someone at a gym and they were like, this is what it is, right? Like for Melissa to be happy in her life or in her body, it, and I gave them so much credit because that's what they knew, right? Like I'm not this like discrediting my family, discrediting any of them, right? Because they did what they knew. They were like, this is what it is. But instead of maybe focusing on embracing my own body and being and embracing my own power, my own culture, it was more along the lines, oh, if you can change your physical body. So of course I'm an 11 year old and I'm like, I can, okay, this is going to be great. No one's going to make fun of me anymore. No one's going to bully me. This is going to be awesome, right? So I went along those lines for a really long time and then it brought on a lot of restriction it brought on a lot of self-judgment self-sabotage self-criticism right like I was it was again me against me in many many ways and I also then felt that I was alone because I was like oh it's me against the world type of feeling and energy that I was bringing up to the world so of course even though the results were showing physically and I dropped the the pounds etc my relationship with my food my relationship with exercise my relationship with myself it was really poor and if i oh, i hear someone coming in is which is baby? probably the son <laughs> yep <laughs> you can hear him up the stairs <laughs> this is real life guys i am a mama mom as well <laughs> mom life so like i i hear him yep give me one second <laughs> mom life <gasps> oh okay Hi! Oh, did you just fall? Hi! Hi, I'm doing an interview. Hi! Hi! Let me go to my mom. Say hi! <laughs> say hi, and then can you say bye-bye? Because you're going to go to mama. <laughs> you're going to go to abuela. Hi. This is real life. <laughs> it's totally fine. We're here um, for it. 
love you. I love you. Thank you for saying hi. <laughs> this is real life. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, it's uh, well, my podcast, Feminine Truth. This is the truth of motherhood. Don't worry about it. So I think of you as the sleigh coach. Like every time I look at it, every time I look at your thing, I always see sleigh, sleighs everywhere. I was like, oh my God, she's like the sleigh coach. So tell me yes. about your slave movement because sleigh is like, mm-hmm, kind of like. Yes, exactly. This actually came about because I, from, from the journey of where I was, it was a journey again of empowerment and it began by not being empowered, right? So like for me, when I began my journey, it was through a lot of this empowerment and it was a lot through others have my power and not myself. And now years down the line, I actually now have my have a son, I graduated college, all of these different things happen in my life. And there was a moment in time where I felt like, where am I going? Like, what am I doing? Right? Like, is this a life that I'm going to live forever and ever? Because I just felt restricted all, all over. Like I felt like I had on this restrictive, like suit on, right? Like that I couldn't actually hold space for and feel the freedom in my life. So it was in like early 2020 when I already was a couple of months into my postpartum because my son was born October and we're talking about like May or so in 2020. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember listening to Beyonce and I remember listening to Formation and I was like, slay. And I slay. And it just like kept on playing and playing in my head. And I was like, that's that's what I want for everyone and for every single woman, right? To slay in their life, to slay in their health, to slay their power, right? So they can be ignited with within themselves to do the work because they want to for them, not for others, right? Because we start this journey of health and wellness so many times because others said things or because we saw it online or we saw this, right? Even though we may be comfortable where we're at, someone may make a comment and then you're going to say, oh, yeah, I, I should do that. No, you shouldn't do that. You should do whatever you want to, right? Like you can do whatever you desire. So as the sleigh coach that you call me, thank <laughs> you, or the sleigh movement is all about really being in your your power and standing in your power and being confident, being badass in the body you live in and with the actions you take every single day. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. And I totally got the Beyonce vibes from it for some reason. I didn't even know. I, I was like, oh, that's kind of like a Beyonce move, but I didn't ah. even know. See, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I think um, something I wanted to talk to you about because we mentioned it in uh, when we were trying to decide what we were going to talk about is that fitness and nutrition it's very based on masculine energy it's very action oriented very goal oriented so for me and it's true that you said that a lot of times we start this journey based on others so they can see us better so they can uh, accept us so we feel better about ourselves but it's because we want to feel better for others more than anything right because yeah. if others see us like we have a kick-ass body or something, we feel good about ourselves. But it's just like yes. an exterior thing. 
Yes. So when I started my journey, it was propelled, and I guess reignited could be a new word, but it was propelled by leaving a relationship, and I was heartbroken, and I just didn't know what to do. I, I was 20 pounds overweight. That's what I thought of myself, and yes. I was not happy in my body. I wasn't happy, so that's the first thing I knew. I didn't even know, actually. The first thing that popped in my mind, I'm like, enough. I'm going to do something about this. And I started in this journey and then I started into bodybuilding, but everything is so structured, too much strategy, goal. And every time I would go and lift weights, I would do it in this very masculine energy way. And it's always to achieve something. I have to be productive. I have to have energy every single day. I have to hustle through the gym. I have to, I can do it all, <laughs> you know? Yes. And I used to come from this energy of competing with men because I was so yes. hurt by men. That it just didn't take me anywhere, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about that. How right now the fitness industry and even all the supplements, they're more geared toward men. Men are the ones yeah. tested, not even women, not even our own hormones. Everything is like about men. And, you know, so let's just talk about that because <laughs> the fitness industry, I guess the way you approach it, the way I see your business is from a very feminine energy angle. It's yes. like, do it because yes. you want to love yourself. You want to feel good in your body, yes. not because you need to look good for others, not because, you yes. know. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Yes, and that is the vibe that I give out, and that's the vibe that I want to give, right? And I want to show both. I want to show both dualities because I fully believe in the duality of, like, you need to have both. It's a, the harmony. It's the yin and the yang, right? Yeah. So in order for that to be the yin and the yang, it has to be in harmony. Mm -hmm. What happens so much in this industry is that we are so goal-oriented, or just not even in the industry, but in life as we know it, it's like we're so goal-oriented, and it's like you have to do this when are you going to do it by this is the timeline etc now when it doesn't happen for example or it may not be going the way we think it's going to because that's what the goals told us so many times we give up and that's where the yo-yo dieting comes in that's where the restriction happens that's where the self-sabotage comes in that's where the self-criticism comes in so so deeply because it's always like a failure type of environment instead of really focusing on how we can actually harness our power as women to really bring in what we want. And that is really the biggest change, right? Because it is so important to master our own, like, for example, emotions in this area, because if not, it's going to really just bring us to a cycle that's never ending. And that's what I saw for myself. And that's what I see for a lot of my clients for a long, that's what I saw for a lot of my clients for a long time until I started really teaching this aspects of both the duality of the feminine energy of how you can come and be the receiving gifts, right? And also have the badass woman go and do the things. Like, of course you need to still show up for it. You still yeah. got to do the workouts, but are you actually in flow with how your body is, right? Like, where are your hormones right now? Are you in flow with even your menstrual cycle, which is so important, right? And this is something that I touch base on in, like, the programs that I have, especially if they are and require training, like physical training, even through nutrition. You can help so much your menstrual cycle. You can help so much your PMS. You can help so much all these cravings. People think that it's normal because 
everyone has them, but so many times it actually isn't. But because we're so driven to just shut it off, we're just so driven for a goal, we just like, oh yeah, it's yeah, it's not a big deal. It's actually you. It's your fault. You're hungry. Or you 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 want sugar? Oh, it's your fault because you are addicted to sugar.、Mm-hmm. But in reality, it could be something along the lines of your body is actually burning a lot more calories during your cycle, and that's when you need more food. That's why you're more hungry, right? But it's having that deep awareness within it, and it's not so much on the sense of being so in the doing aspect of it, but actually in the listening and being more intentional and more intuitive. And slowing down, where you actually get to see the change, and not only for now but for life.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true.、Um, I find that in bodybuilding, because that's I competed like seven years ago, such a long time ago, and a lot of women in the industry they would not have periods, and they thought it was normal. But it、yes. was because of this constant hustle every day. You have to do this strict. Cardio in the morning, fasted cardio,、yes. and your workout program, and then the nutrition and all of this. So it was not catered. It's not catered to women. This workout、no. programs, this bodybuilding, bodybuilding. I'm sorry, but it's not catered to women. It's catered to men because men's、It、hormones、really、are、is. so different. Yeah, and we don't have the same type of hormonal, you know, imprint for us to be able to work out the same every single day. Like for me, I had when I started. Getting into in tune with my womb and my menstrual cycle, like I never lost my menstrual cycle, I never did, but I did struggle with endometriosis, fibroids, and ovarian cysts. It was a lot because of how I was treating my body. I was treating my body、uh-huh. as this thing that needed to produce this outcome. If not, I was not good enough, or I would、uh-huh. like shame myself, or I would punish、yes. myself, and I would do into all these toxic behaviors, right? So when I started connecting with me, my feminine energy, my womb, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I don't have the energy to work out like that. And I kept I kept getting my right hammy pulled.、Mm. It, would, it would always get pulled and it would not heal. And I'm like, okay, that's my body telling me that it's not good. And then I started、yeah. having gut issues and I was like, okay, this is the time I've done the bodybuilding. I've gotten the six pack, the body, whatever. But it's just I'm still not happy. I don't feel healthy. So I started diving more into my gut health, more into my emotions, more into my mindset, more into healing the energetics and the trauma that I was not processing. Everything was in my womb, and everything just shifted for me. So now the way I operate is based on my menstrual cycle. It's like、I、right now,、that. right now is my ovulation phase, so I'm starting to slow down a little bit because for me, even my ovulation phase, I don't have the energy. I am not like super glowing. I am not super, you know, like energetic the way they're supposed to. You're supposed、uh-huh. to be in your cycle, so I just work with my own energy. I learn to listen to my body, and every day if I wake up, I'm like, okay, I'm like, do I want to go and work out? Do I want to lift? What do I want to do? Sometimes it's just stay home. Sleep more. Sometimes it's let's go and work out, but it's not the same anymore. And also, I'm older, so it's not the same anymore. But yeah,、um, I feel like a lot of women are so disconnected. The date are just operating every single day, working, working out all the time. They want to work out the same. They get mad when their bodies are not 
able to yeah they're not able like there were days that i was like how come i'm not able to squat that much weight like i did it last week da, da, da. and i would just be so frustrated and so mad at myself and my body and i had to do a healing where i just like i apologize to my body i'm like i am so sorry i have not been honoring you i have not been taking care of you i'm just treating you like like another pro- like a tool like a tool to help me achieve a certain physique right so how is it the switch to working out from a feminine energy angle okay yes so that is so powerful on its own so that's amazing that you have tapped into it because not a lot of women will slow down right we want those results that's what it's about like you see it everywhere you're like you can drop 20 pounds in a month like you can do xyz all of these things and it's such a results driven world that when you are told to slow down you're like what so what's gonna happen what's it gonna be what is it gonna bring and i'm like it's gonna bring in the trust it's gonna bring in the knowing it's gonna bring in the deep desires of why you're doing this right because so many times it's like yeah i want to drop the weight possibly because i am done a relationship or i want to drop the weight because of someone bullying me or people bullying me and that's why i want to do it right but then it kind of starts I, you can call it like just not there anymore. That feeling of you wanted to prove to someone else kind of just disappears. And then you're like, so what now? Why am I even doing this in the first place? And that's why a lot of people give up, right? Because for example, maybe they are doing it for their significant other and their significant other possibly could leave them or whatever it is. It's not their fault in that way, but they're like, oh, see, it's like totally my fault. I, and then of course the self-sabotage comes in, but also the self-criticism and all of these negative things and feelings. So with that being said, it is so important to really start to focus first on our power, right? And that comes in knowing the foundation of your menstrual cycle, knowing like this happens every single month. This is so important, right? There is this book that's incredible. It's called Roar by Dr. Stacey Sims. And she really talks about how women are not small men. And there's a science that still hasn't been tapped within women because we're too hormonal or we're too we change too often that for the fact that science can't keep up with us yeah. <laughs> but isn't that amazing that we are ever evolving right like instead of having it to look at such a negative way how a lot of scientists may do it's like it's amazing that that can actually be our spot and our place right where we actually can just be in the space of just ever changing all the time, which is incredible. And that means too, that you can do so many different modalities of exercising and it can look so different for you. So it's so important because we touch upon a lot in like the programs that I do again, or when I work with women one-on-one, it's a lot on the aspect of like, okay, where are you at? Like, is it springtime for you? Like we call that, is it summer? Is it the fall yet? Is it the winter phase? Where are we at? Depending on the obvious and then depending on where they are during in their week cycle is it a 28 cycle is it a 31 day some some women also can have six weeks right so it's really paying really close attention to that but not only that but also really focusing on the mindset behind it all right because so many of us go ahead and just go to the gym but then we don't work on that in intrinsic motivation and intrinsic mind in order for us to continue this 
purposeful life, right? Because so many times there's a wedding or there is something that goes on and there's a show and maybe you're like, oh, whatever. Okay. I did it. Bye. Like I'm done. Right. And so many times that happens and then you go back to the cycle, you go back to the, the same thing over and over again. So with the feminine energy, it really allows you to just really be the queen, the goddess, right? Like the woman that really just is, and she is worthy and she is enough, right? Because so many of us have so many deep wounds that go with not feeling enough, that go with not being worthy in our body. So that's why so many times we may even want to change our physical appearance, So when that physical appearance, let's say, for example, you still have that physical appearance, you get that physical appearance, and then you still don't feel happy within yourself. You're like, so what now? Why am I even doing this? And that's when so many give up, or that's when the emotional eating happens to a lot of women, or that's when you start to focus on different things and it might not be the best things for you, right? You start to look for other ways to fulfill your life when it really is you and it's the intrinsic like feelings that we need to like let out. And that comes in with that feminine energy, right? That feminine I guess you could call it healing in so many ways. So you can just feel whole again. So you can show up for yourself no matter what every single day in your masculine energy. And that plays a role right there. And of course, I want to say too, that within the feminine energy, you get to ask yourself every day, like you do, like, do I really want to work out? Do I really want to move my body? And the, the answer many times is yes, right? And if you don't, okay, why don't I? Why do I? But in this masculine driven world is like, no, you have to go do the workout today. It has to be today. It can't be other days. You don't have any other days. You're like, but wait a minute. And that feminine energy comes in and it's like, wait a minute, you have tomorrow. So you can flow through today. What do you really need? What is it something that you really right now want? And then it can be a bubble bath, whatever that is, right? But when we allow ourselves to rest, when we allow ourselves to like take it in, our stress actually even comes down so much that then the results can come in. Mm -hmm. Then everything starts to really happen because you are not stressing yourself out for that thing that it's like, you got to go do it today. And it's like, oh my God, I don't have any other days. Okay, I have to do it today. But you do, you do have time. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people start working out to fit into the dress, the bikini body. And I read one of your posts, I can't remember when, but it was something about the bikini body. You're like, this is the bikini body, and you're just showing your beautiful body the way it is. How did you get to that place of feeling comfortable, confident for you to show your body, your mom body, your beautiful body as it is right now, because it's not easy for so many people, for so many women. It's like, oh my God, the fear of what are people gonna think, you know? Yeah, it went through a lot of healing in my, through, through me, right? Like it was a lot of healing myself and my, again, feeling the worthiness behind me and who I was and really knowing like, what was really my big purpose for myself? like because we are all more than a body right but the biggest thing is that as as women 
we don't feel more than than a body, right? It's like the first thing people notice is our body, but really no, the first thing people notice is our energy, right? Like our energy of who we are. They notice the kindness, they notice the 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 just the beauty in your energy. If you are radiating the confidence, they're gonna feel it no matter how your body looks like. So for me, it was after pregnancy where I saw my body for the first time. And I remember like it was like yesterday that I was in the bathroom, right in the bathroom, right when I had my baby, it was like a couple hours later, he was sleeping with the nurses. And I remember taking a shower the first time right after pregnancy. And then I was just like, whew, this is my body. Like, okay, let me take it in. Give me a second. Give me a moment, right? Because during pregnancy, we're like, this is the most beautiful thing, right? And we just are in awe of our body so many times, right? And the fact too, that I, I get to have this because not many women can and not every woman can. So for the fact that I can have this, it's like, it's, it's mind-blowing like i can't even put it into words what i felt during the nine months that i was able to carry him full term and now he is here like it is like such a rebirth and that's what i talk about for so long and now after that that first time that i saw myself i'm like i got to love me just like i loved myself when i was pregnant right and not to be ashamed of myself because that equals I'm not enough again, right? Like I was enough for me being a mom during that time when I was pregnant, but am I not enough now because I don't have a a baby inside of me or I don't have a purpose? Like that doesn't make sense, right? So it went through a lot of working through my own subconscious, deep, deep wounds that I had for myself. There was a lot of different traumas that I had and experiences with my body and with the bullying, with everything that really weighed me down, right? And they dimmed my light until I really started again, focusing on that and then focusing on my own mindset behind it all. So I would do a lot of journaling all the time. I would do a lot of meditations with our body, right? So like I would hold my belly because that was my most, um, I guess I don't want to call it problem area, but it was the most where I felt the most energy towards like the negative energy towards. So I would hold my belly. I would just hold it and I would just breathe through it. I would just like, okay, it's okay to feel it. And I would do the same thing in the mirror, in the shower. And it was as much as connection that I could have within myself. I would, right. Especially if it was my body, like naked, like whatever it was that however it looked like through self pleasure, through all of this. And this was all navigating postpartum which you just come out of it like what is happening it is like a complete rebirth and at the same time it's a confusing time it is so overwhelming right so during that time i was really finding again like myself through this all and it was through all of that that 17 16 17 months into postpartum that's where i started being able to like really post these things out like outside and really talk about it because before i would post them but you can even tell from a lot of my pictures that i still was hiding right like you are still hiding you're like in the journey but i love seeing these pictures because i get to see where i was at and what energy i was like given off right and now i see them and he's now 21 months which is almost two years and I can't believe it. And I am so grateful that I have had been able to have this journey because I truly believe that if we love the body we live in, we're able to show up every single day 
for ourselves, no matter what. And that's really where it really came to for me, like to really be able to start showing other women the same thing, right? And then of course, give them what they want, the results that they want, because that's what they want, but also show them what's possible when you actually love yourself, when we actually can rock the body you live in, you can actually start to notice like your vibe is different. Your energy is different. Everything is different about you that you just like give off this like confidence. That's so freaking amazing. Yes, I was just going to say something because a lot of times we see, especially in the fitness industry, and you're going to know about this, is that after postpartum, get your body back in like yeah. the three months. And oh my God, in three months, I got a six pack. And it's just like, it makes so many women feel shameful, feeling frustrated, feeling like, like, like this energy of like, why is why like feeling frustrated? That's the main energy. And it's like, I like the fact that you have taken your time. You have oh, yeah. made this an experience and you're showing yeah. women that, hey, it's okay. You don't have to rush through the process postpartum. It is a journey. It is an immersion. It is a rebirth of you from maiden to motherhood. That is a rite of passage. And nobody tells you how to transition. You have to take yourself through that and lead yourself through that. And it doesn't have to be a rush process as a lot of the fitness industry have it. It's like, get your body back in three months. I'm like, what? Your body just went through this traumatic experience of birth. How do you want to stress it more? It's like, I love the fact that you show the realness, that you show that this is the the postpartum body. This is how much I'm loving it. This is what it did for me. And just showing women kind of like be kind, be compassionate, be patient with your process and enjoy it. It's an experience. Yes, it really truly is. And thank you so much for saying that because it's true. Like for me, it actually right from postpartum, it really took me back to a lot of places, right? And it took me back to even again, holding my purpose in even my own business because I was like, oh my gosh, like who am I to tell them what to do? Or who am I to tell them X, Y, Z? Because physically my body didn't look like this. So of course, again, that not enoughness came in, right? Like that, like it came whispering and saying, hi, I'm here. Like, please talk to me again, right? Like pay attention to me. And then that's when I decided I wasn't going to pay attention. It's a, it's like, it was a decision for me to make on the sense of no, someone is going to want to listen to this. And it's taking a lot of trial and error. It continues to take a lot of trial and error every time. But it's like, this is what it's about, right? Like, I remember one of my programs was called Strong Mamas. And it was like for for especially moms that really were going through the postpartum and all of this uh, phase to actually become their stronger selves, right? Physically, mentally. And it has come a long way because now I don't really hold a lot of programs that are short term because I don't fully believe in them anymore. Right. I never like, for example, like then it was more for them to feel that strength in those three months. But I saw that with us, we need more, again, that feminine energy of like taking the out the timeline. So if we have six months, we have so much more space and we feel so much more energy towards we want to do the things instead of like, oh, it didn't happen today. Oh, that's then that means that 
five more weeks is going to just be crap, right? And I've seen it so many times. So I always ask myself what was going on. And I started to really notice the things that women really had the problems with and us as women overall and myself. And it was like, okay, it's a timeline. So for me, it was really important not to show women how fast they can do it, but to really just say, go through every single phase, taking the time and being yourself, trusting yourself in your journey, loving this body now, and then being able to one day say, I'm ready for my next level. And for me, for example, my next level just came and it was something I was feeling the pull to do for like about a month now, but it wasn't something that I actually plugged into until two weeks ago, where I really was like, yes, okay, now it's the time to really focus now on more of my physical body and really change it now more than ever to really refine my physical body because I want it for me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't out from other people watching me or because other people were telling me this or because I started seeing other people on social media and I was like, oh, if they have the body, they look like they're successful. What I don't do that, not at all, because we can be successful in whatever body we are in. It's just on us to have that confidence and that power. So one thing that popped, I'm reading my notes because I I was like, I want to talk to her about this, the importance of not letting ourselves go as women. And that doesn't mean that we always have to be on top of the game or everything. But um, I've, I don't know if you have experienced this as a Latina and living here in the United States. I remember one person told me once, he's like, oh, you're actually a fit Latina. There's not a lot of Latinas that take care of themselves. And through myself letting letting myself go in various relationships, just like losing the motivation and inspiration, I made a promise to myself that I was always going to show up for myself and I was always going to take care of myself. It doesn't matter in what way. It was eating healthier, working out, yoga, meditation, whatever it was. What? How does that resonate with you, helping women or that message of not letting yourself go because you truly don't let yourself go you just kind of forget <laughs> forget yes. it's kind of like this journey of remembering and tapping yes. back into you and honoring you and doing this from this like taking care of you and your body mind and soul exactly exactly well that's the key right the key is like taking care of us mind body and soul mm-hmm. without taking care of one then the other one kind of falls like dominoes, right? So we need to have all of them together. Like think about it like the Greek statues, right? Like we're really like right here, we're really strong and foundational, but if one, they're gonna all topple over, right? If one isn't working or one isn't being focused on. So for example, like for for me, like I could even say in my own relationship within myself with everything, personal experience, it's that after postpartum, I really focus on my mindset and my body. But it was my body through connection. And it was my body through, I guess you could call it reigniting my energy again towards myself. Because again, so much you have, especially in this phase of postpartum, it's like this body isn't yours but it is, but it isn't because there is someone else there. And then now they're out in the world and now they have their own body. And now you are with your body again. And it's a very confusing stage. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of that reconnection within ourselves. 
and it was because I slowed down and there are so many women out there that don't slow down and they of course are now tapped into society and society tells them to go faster to bounce back to do this to do that and then that's when they really let themselves go because for example maybe they don't get to where they want to be or however they want to look like in their mind then they're going to give up and then it just again becomes a cycle until maybe the kids are 18 and they look at themselves in the mirror and they're like what did i do right like who am i even what am i doing what's my life like and you begin to question all these things and it's because we didn't actually slow down to really pay attention to us so for me the biggest change was that because i was like no it's me it's like I need to know that I am in my, like, I need to hold space for myself, however that looks like every day. And I agree, right? Like, there's a time and space, like, I know that a lot of women, for example, we are, especially we're givers, we want to give more and more and more, but that doesn't mean mean we can't give to ourselves too, right? So for example, for me, being in a relationship or having friends, for example, that may not be as aligned with myself, it's no longer something that I do right but before I was in my journey it was it was really easy to just say hi or talk to people because they wanted to talk to you not because you want to talk to them type of thing right but now it's like oh I don't want to hold space for you like no I'm here to do my thing I'm here to really show up for myself and that's a lot of the reasons why a lot of my friends are actually from social media and online because I haven't been able to find a lot of the women that have the same intentions as I do like for a lot of I remember going to like mama groups right in the beginning of my pregnancy and of course we all were tired all of this but I talk about walking and I talk about like giving myself some food or asking for support so I can go have a meal and they were like what and I was like what (laughs) like I was like it's me time I need me time too guys and we all need me time but of course it becomes like if something happens I'm like nothing's gonna happen if you take 10 minutes to like have food etc but it's really on us to reignite that in each phase in our life to go to go in right and especially in I know in the Latina community it really is about giving yourself to others right and i've heard have had had this conversation before like am i selfish for me showing up for myself because i saw it in my grandmother i saw it in my aunts i see in so many women in the in colombia and here that we have that deep culture it's always to give 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 do do for others but then i'm like what about us right like my grandmother and this was like a huge awareness piece of it it was because my grandmother she died up three years ago and she was in so much pain every day because she did so much and she gave so much to others for so many years that her hips she needed double hip replacement. She needed double knee replacement. She needed a shoulder replacement, but they wouldn't do it because she was too fragile and too weak. So they were like, we don't, we'd rather have you be in pain every day. Think about that. Then you actually have the surgery because you can die on the table. So I was like, and this is all from a space of her giving and overgiving. And of course, everyone was so excited and happy. And I say this in quotation marks because someone could have said to her, slow down or don't do anything for today. How can I take care of you? Right. So because not a lot of people have that, it's within us to say to ourselves and ask ourselves, how can I take care of you today? That is, wow, I resonate so much with that, especially your grandma's story. 
for me, my feminine lineage, all the women, my mom, her sisters, my grandma, both on my both sides, but especially the feminine lineage, self-sacrificing, codependent, givers, um, they didn't take care of themselves. So like I didn't learn that. I yes. learned that through my own journey. And now I wish somebody would have taught me these things. They would have saved me so many years. But at the same time, it's like, well, I kind of had to go through it. I'm a prof three, five profile. So I kind of learned through trial and error in my human yeah. design. So I have no choice but to dive myself into the situations and learning. But it would have been so good to have my mom say, take care of yourself, love yourself. She'll be yeah. like, just be stronger. Don't show them you're crying. Don't show them you're hurt. But I'm like, but how do I do that? Like, how do, how am I stronger? I don't understand, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's just like that a lot of times it's like, teach me how I, I don't understand. You're just telling me to be stronger, to toughen up, to not cry, to not show the, the man that hurt me. And it's like, no, why? It's just like, you know, it's like this cultural thing that I went through. And so healing that feminine lineage and healing the self-sacrificing and all of that is like, it's not selfish to take care of you. Mm. I wish my grandma would have taken care of herself, but she had to be up at five in the morning to clean the house, to cook for my grandpa because he was coming home like around six or seven to eat. The food had to be ready. I was the one doing the chores or going to the groceries in my bike. I was like, yeah. I don't know, I was like seven, eight years old. And I would be so angry that it was me and not my sister and my brother. So I had to do a lot of healing around that, that I was not nice to my grandma. Because sometimes I would be moody going to do her those favors. And she died. And I was the only one that couldn't go to her funeral. Um, oh my God. And that stayed with me. So I healed that wound last year when I was in Mexico. I ended up in Mexico during COVID. And I did a lot of my feminine lineage healing i gave back to my grandma my mom all my ancestors things that didn't belong to me the self-sacrificing the codependency pain that i was there i was carrying their pain i was like every time i would talk about my grandma i would feel the pain and i'm yes. like oh my god it was just so intense so it was a lot of healing that happened and through that somehow healing the feminine lineage healing the really the mother wound the relationship with my own feminine and everything it also helped me heal an eating disorder that I had been dealing with. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard because when you're in the fitness industry, and this is something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, it's so funny how this just circled back into the conversation. I dealt, I have been dealing with an eating disorder since 2013, but it went away. It was not there. And it came back um, last year during COVID 2019. And it came back and it was just like, I had so much shame in me because I'm like, I'm supposed to be this fitness person. Everybody knows I work out, even though I was a life coach already, but people from my hometown knew me as this fitness person, six pack. And it was just kind of like navigating through embracing my cellulite, my stretch marks, my jiggleness, my softness, that my body couldn't make muscle anymore because I had got issues. I had so many things that I was dealing with. And then I had my my uh, fibroids so it was just so much that I was putting so much pressure in me and I'm like why isn't my body healing why isn't my body doing this and then when I was in Mexico and I started doing this work and embracing more of my body and embracing the the eating disorder and the connection that I had with my mom because my your mother as mothers well you know <laughs> you are the first source of nutrition and food for your baby so if we have, this is what I learned, if we have an eating disorder, especially bulimia, um, something like that, 
or just like emotional eating, it's because of that connection that we have with our mothers. There's something going on during that time. And when my mom was pregnant, she dealt with a lot of rejection, with a lot of abandonment. My her my my dad's mom didn't like her, so it was just a lot of that. And I that got in, I inherited that. I inherited that. So like a lot of times when I had my eating disorder, it would be a lot of rejection, a lot of abandonment, a lot of not loving myself, a lot of rejecting my body. So when I started doing this work, embracing my body, I was like, oh my god, I have been rejecting my legs for the longest time because when I was little I went up to my teacher and I asked her if I could represent the school in uh in this parade and then the girl who represents the school she was the prettiest one with the prettiest legs and she was wearing she would wear a, a little skirt and she told me no she said no they picked someone else and my sister had been one like uh three years before so I was like oh I want to be like my sister it was always like me yeah. wanting to be like my sister so she said no to me and I made it mean that my legs were not pretty, my legs were not beautiful. And I created this, this image of me that I would always hide my legs. And it's yes. just such a fear. And when I saw your picture showing your body, and I think I messaged you, I was like, yes, cellulite, let's normalize it. Let's normalize the jiggleness, the stretch marks. And I do talk about it now. I just haven't really posted my body out there but it's coming it's gonna come <laughs> it's gonna come because you encouraged me to do that when i oh, looked at your you picture so i was like i have to do that too because it is this i don't know this misconception that because you're fit you're supposed to have this hardcore muscular body it's no softness no jiggleness and it's like no i still love working out but i am exhausted trying to pretend that my body is fit when it, it looks like too muscular, no cellular, when it's not even real. That's not even the truth, you know? So thank it's you for Yes, yeah. yes, and we see it so much. And oh, this is such a good conversation. Oh my gosh, this is giving me like, thank you so much. <laughs> but for, for example, like you just said that, it just really brought me into thinking of how like, we don't know what people are going through in social media. We don't know through their pictures. We don't know what they're going through, right? So it's again into like our self, like are we truly showing up for ourselves because of us, because of my own desires or is it because of others and because, oh, I have to keep putting up a facade and I kind of keep showing up for myself this way. And for example, something that really, really is important to know is that in fitness or in health and wellness, there's no size fits all or there's no one size for everything because it really gave me a big, big, like, huge, like even, I mean, I can't even tell you how big of an empowerment it was one day when I remember back in college, when I was going through my own eating disorder, when I was going through my own body dysmorphia and focusing on my own, like my midsection, it was, oh, it's always has been my thing. Like I always wanted those abs, but then they kind of popped out one time and then they just, they were there. But in a lot of times, in a lot of ways, I couldn't keep them because I couldn't hold that body. Um, I, because I wasn't in love with me, right? Like I wasn't, I was just in love with the, I guess you could call it the perception of me mm -hmm. for others, yeah. but not myself. So it was through these different kickboxing classes that I remember doing through the school that I went to. And the woman that had these classes, she wasn't 
as seen as fit. But this woman did like four classes, like back to back. Like she would do like two or three classes back to back. Like it was amazing. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this is incredible, right? Because me over here after one class, I'm dying. This woman is actually showing me that no matter how she looks on the outside, I don't know what's really going on. I don't know her stamina. I don't know her endurance. I don't know her, her strength. Right. And I always saw her and she was so strong. Like she could do so many squats and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm dying. And I would be dying. Right. And I'm like, wow. And she, and I always, always will remember her. Like she was a huge, huge part of my own healing. I guess you can call it in a lot of different ways. I didn't see it as then as that I saw it as empowering. And I was like, that's empowering, but it wasn't as, as healing as it was after pregnancy, after I started to really see, okay, I can still really focus on the confidence and the self-love and the body love. And whenever I am ready to focus on other, like the fine tuning within my body, give it and allow myself to do it, of course, because I can't shut off my desires, but in a beautiful, beautiful way that I can truly just create such a sacred space for it right for it to come in and for me to receive it as it is right like for example like you were talking about the lifting and stuff like that like i recently i have been doing workouts at home for since since um the pandemic and all these things even before that that's what i have a lot of my business for like for women that desire to do it online for women that have less than an hour and that's amazing and i i've loved it so much but there was something missing because i miss the barbells i miss being in the more masculine energy for myself because i needed more me time for me at a space that i can just put on my headphones not talk to anyone just look at myself like i just wanted that for my empowerment right and I did it. I signed up for it and I like went for it and it's been amazing. Like every time I go in, I'm like, I love being here, but it took me reconnecting with myself. It took me really focusing on my own energy. It took me really going inwards towards my really intrinsic motivation of why am I doing this to feel so empowered in the gym, right? Because it's very often that I see women and I want to like celebrate them now, like before it was a lot of the comparison, right? Like that's like the wounded feminine energy of that woman that's just comparing and the self-criticizing and bringing it back to herself and mirroring herself of like, oh, like this is what she's doing. And imagine someone is watching me like that too, et cetera, type of thing to now being like, oh, I celebrate you for coming here at the gym. I celebrate you for coming at the gym. I smile at you and I smile at you and I smile at you, right? Like you get to do all of that. You get to feel like that. You get to feel empowered because you have been working on yourself. And that really was my big thing for a long time because again, I would see it for so often in the health and fitness world that this is how you have to look like and you have to not have any cellulite if you're into fitness and you can't have stretch marks and blah 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 like all these bullcrap excuses and bullcrap things that it's not even real life until I was like I'm sick of that crap like I want to show the real thing I want to show the real what it really takes I want to show what it really is about and I want to show my physical body how it looks like right like my stomach I want to show that I want to show how how it is and I want to show that in 
17, 18 months down the line, you still don't have abs, you're still worthy. Like, yeah. who cares? Who yeah, freaking yeah. cares? And if one day you want abs, you can go get them. Like, fine. Be you. Do whatever <laughs> you want to do. But, like, it doesn't have to be whatever society tells you. It's like, do I want them? Yes. Do I not want them? No. Yeah, yeah. Do I want to be kind of like fit and like pay attention to my body but also at the same time just eat lots of tacos i will do that or like have or yeah and you know what now that you're talking about this really quick um i was working out to be admired i needed Mm. that emotional need that need Mm. that was not met when i was little because it was my sister My sister was the admired one. She was the popular, yes. the prettier one, the taller one, the smart one. She was everything. Everybody wanted to be like her, my cousins. And it was always this competition to be like my sister all the time, mm-hmm. all the freaking time. Because I just wanted to be admired. Because I admire her so much. I just wanted to feel that. And when I did my competition and, and I saw people admiring me, and but that was like based on my ego, you know, and it, yeah, it kind of, it's kind of like, oh my God, I'm admitting this, but yeah, it totally was. And it was just like the wrong reasons why I was doing it. So during COVID, I stopped working out because there was no gyms available in Mexico. And I was just working out from home. And some days I'm like, I would go and work out and I would just pass out on my yoga mat and sleep. <laughs> I didn't have the energy and I was dealing with my eating disorder. I was dealing Ah. with living with my parents again because I was stuck in Mexico with them. So it was a lot of re-triggers of childhood trauma coming up. And I was like, my body cannot take it. This is the time to heal. And I just dove deeper into my healing. But I realized that I was doing it for the admiration aspects. And when that went away, because I'm like, no, I admire myself no matter how I look. And I don't even want to get a six pack. It's so hard to maintain. And I want to eat food. I want to have a margarita. I want to have tacos. I don't want to be in restriction because that's not the vibe anymore. And it's just like finding the place to work out from a place of I want to nurture myself, my body, my emotions, my my mental. And I just do it for that now. So it's just like a transition that I've you know, a lot of women like struggle to get to, but it is possible to get to. Yes, that yeah, it really is. It really is. And it takes, it takes time. And that's where the feminine comes in oh, for you to know and trust and know that it's happening, that it's going to occur, that it will come to fruition if you keep showing up. So that's where the duality comes in, right? Like if we keep on doing the things and we are well, tooled right like we want to have that toolbox that we whip out and that we are so guided then we know we're doing or we're going towards the right thing or the right um the right direction because what happens so much is that we start hopping into different diets or things oh we're not working this is not working nothing is going to work if we keep on just changing it all the time we also need to allow the time to pass we need to allow the time to come in for it to see the actual the actual results and a lot of times it's not just physical it's really the mental and etc right like for example for you that time and we were talking about letting go so you've been talking about that not letting yourself go it doesn't only look like you showing up for yourself in a fitness perspective or in a let's go lift weights it also looks like well how's my mental health doing like how am i fine do i need more sleep do i not need more sleep if i need a nap i'm gonna go take a nap right like that looks a lot like that and a lot of people let themselves go in that way 
in that space, right? Like in that time. So for example, for you, you might have not been able to do the things that you wanted to do within your body or with your body, right? But you also saw there was other ways that you can show up for yourself, right? So a lot of times when we think of showing up for ourselves, we think of so much of like the doing part of it, but then we don't remember about the mastery that we can create through like the self-care the self-love and this looks like it can be my mirror work right like you can do some mirror work you can love your body that way you can go take a long shower and just caress your body like that's how it can look today and that's how you show up for yourself it can look like you having one nourishing meal that you just love and enjoy and you made and you created in such a beautiful space it, it doesn't have to be the same every day it can be different or it can be the same whatever you want it to be that's that's the beauty of it because it's like you get to do whatever you want like there's just no there's no like here and there and over here like no you can do whatever you want go do it right like and focus on you and put yourself first and it's not selfish and again it takes it does take a lot of reworking it takes a lot of healing it takes a lot of reprogramming in so many ways but because of the reprogramming, I can now step to myself. I can now ask for support. I can now look for gyms that have daycare because I know it's possible for me, that I know that I can have the support, that I know that I'm not putting a blame into anything else or anyone else, like, oh, I don't have enough time or I don't have someone to take care of my baby. I know that I can find a place that does do that, right? That can help me do that. But it's because of my own key awareness. And that's the huge thing that I want to show women how to really do that for themselves yeah that's amazing so one question i have two more questions i want to honor your time i know we're a little bit over so i just want to make sure it's okay with you um how so you're the slay coach to me (laughs) so i for me the way i see it you are going through you have been going through three different rebirths so rebirth as a mother rebirth as the new woman the as a mom as you know, like how you transition from maiden to motherhood, so that energy, yep. and also you launch your business in a way that was so different last year. So how has your own slave movement energy on this type of coaching that you do has helped you like lead yourself like the slave way? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that because for example, like when I declared to like really focus on slaying and my life and every day possible, right? It was a lot of like leading myself in like the days that I didn't want to do it, the days that felt really hard, the days that I would possibly feel a misconnection between myself. And what I was doing a lot when I was really newly into motherhood, it was like just shutting myself down. I would just shut the feelings down. I would just shut them down. I would go and watch TV. I would go and pay attention to the baby and that was like the only thing but i would just be like <laughs> right like it would just be like anything i'm like i'm not thinking about it i'm not thinking about it and i would just look forward and be like eyes closed i don't know what's happening and i would like ignore it completely right but it, when i actually declared it was going to be about slatitude and having the attitude of the sleigh right it was really about that like 
you can't deny your feelings and you can't ignore them. <laughs> so you have to master your emotions. Okay, how am I going to master them is by actually paying attention to them and listening to them and, and going into it. Like, why am I feeling this way? Why is this happening? And life brings up and downs every single day and not every day it's a self-love day and not every day you love your body and that's okay, right? But also going to the eaves of it and really going to like, what am I learning for today? What is my lesson or what is my growth for today? So I can remember next time I feel this way or next time this comes up again or next time whatever it is for you, it's like, how can I really change that, shift that for myself? And I have done that for me and it really has made a huge difference. And I really grew into that slatitude attitude of the slate for that reason, because I no longer had the capacity to ignore or had the capacity to not show up just because I knew there were other women out there that were looking in, into what I was doing and they were also really into what I was doing they were focused and they're like how do you do this and that and that and how do you show up and how are you a mom and all of these things so for me it was really important to do that right but through a space of connection and a space of love and learning every single day and every single way and for example like I'm going through a rebirth right now and I love that you said that and I'm a three six in uh, human design so <laughs> it's a lot of rebirths it's a lot of learning <laughs> it's a lot of going through it um and then talking about it like I am now um but it's a lot right now now I'm in a space and I'm in a world that I feel so capable of releasing the unwanted body fat that I have not because of someone else telling me anything or whatever it is but it's because I just want it for me and I want to see what I can do it's just like why not <laughs> Like yeah. it just kind of comes into my head and I was like, why not? Not because, oh, I need an extra motivation. It was more like I felt like there was a need for a, like a purpose deeper than me just saying, I want to work out or I want to move my body. I want to connect to it. Like there was needing a deep, deeper, deeper feeling towards what I was doing because my focus is to give you the foundation so much, but also then knowing like, if you want more, you can go have more. Like you don't have to stay in this stagnant place, right? And that's what really changed for me because I was feeling a little stagnant and I'd be like, I don't want to do my workouts now. I don't want to do my walks. Like what for? I don't know what I'm working towards. And it was kind of like a really confusing, like two weeks for me. And it was a, and who am I doing this for? Like, am I really doing it for myself and all these things? But again, I was able to do that because I no longer blocked out my emotions, right? Because of the slatitude and the attitude of the slate that I've worked on for the last year and with the women in my world. So now with the brand, it's like, okay, if you want more, the slate wants more and the slate gets what she wants, right? So this is what it is. And this is where I am. And it's coming from a space of connection within myself and my body and who I am towards freedom with fun, right? Like it comes in, like I can go and enjoy the time at the gym and it's not like, oh, I have to go do my workout. It just feels so good. And I can also enjoy the fact that I'm actually even looking and tracking a little bit more of my food. So I actually know how much am I eating so I can actually start to see the muscles. And I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see them. But it's because I want it for myself because I want to see my mirror this but 21 months for 21 months I've seen the same body and I'm like amazing I love it no I want more I just yeah. want more 
and it's okay to normalize loving ourselves like our body the way it is and also wanting to be our most optimized versions of ourselves like wanting uh-huh. to improve wanting to get the muscles again wanting to, to lose the fat like it's completely yeah. fine just as it's completely fine that one day you struggle accepting your body and yourself you go yes. and be like okay what do i need what's going on and then you go and do the work and it's okay it's like this ebb and flow coming back coming back because I don't think it's possible to every day be like, oh, I love myself no matter what. There's days that I have struggle. I struggle, <laughs> you know? We, we struggle every day. Yes, yeah, of course. It's normal. And it's normal to show women that, yeah, love your stretch marks, everything. But it's also okay to want to improve, to desire that. Like, I feel so much better when I work out, when I have a workout, when I eat clean. I feel so much better. My, my mood's better, which is everybody's better after that. So it's just this kind of like finding what works for you. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And like I tell people, like I care about the strength and resistance training. Like that is my true love. It's like in my heart. I love yeah. it so much. But also like really, like what works for you? Do you love Pilates? Go do it. Yeah. Do you love yoga? Yeah. Go have fun with it. Do you like hiking? Okay. Like whatever you enjoy, do it, but slay in it, right? Like also slay in it. Also give yourself like, okay, this is what I can do. Okay, what else can I do? Like I couldn't do this before. Can I do this now? Like. And this is a huge thing and this is why i love strength training that aspect because it's so much about the weights and the numbers and it's like okay if we're gonna squat let's say for example we are squatting and we're doing a wendler program which is like a three five um five one all of that like through percentages like let's say for example this week you're doing 75 percent 85 percent 95 percent like how does that look like plus one how does that look like like did you actually increase that weight or did not increase that weight and like for me, that's what I needed more of, right? Like I was pushing myself at my home gym as well, but I wasn't doing it to the point that I just felt so like connected with what I was doing. So now that I am back at the gym, like I'm so connected, like I am so ready to slay. Like people probably see me and they're like, she, she's on something, but I'm not. I'm just high on life. Like, it just feels so good. Like, I was talking about this with someone. I can't remember. But I was thinking, I was like, I don't even need a pre-workout. I don't even need anything. I got me. Like, I have energy. energy. You're a sacral, right? You're, are you a manifesting generator? Okay. Or yep. a generator? Oh, okay. So, there we go. That is Very amazing. Good. But it's me. Yeah, so, yeah. like, it's my sacral. And I'm, like, so lit up by what I'm doing because I have the deeper, 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 deeper purpose of, like, what can my body do? Wouldn't it be so fun to see nice, amazing shaped, beautiful built shoulders again? Huh. How would that look and like? When you because like, I would it. Yeah, and that's when you're connecting the feminine energy, the desire, the excitement, the oh my god, let's do this with the masculine energy. Okay, let's do it, let's get it done. It's just like this beautiful yes. marriage and dance. I even got excited. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. yeah. you see, like you yeah. don't even need pre-workout. So like of course I see like women, like of course I know moms and everything, they're tired energy, but I'm like, no. I got it through the roof. I got this. I'm so excited. Like I wake up and sometimes I'll sleep like five hours. Sometimes I'll sleep six, whatever it is. Sometimes it's not the sleep that we need, right? Like for example, for our rest and recovery that I talk to my clients about every day, but we're still having a toddler. He sometimes out of the blue wakes up at three in the morning, doesn't go back to sleep, whatever it is. But I have noticed that even through that, I'm like, I am so excited. Let's do this. And I'm so lit up that I just go to the gym and I slay the gym. And I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> like people probably see me at the do. They're like, okay, she is here for a purpose. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, for me, lifting is what helps me because I have a defined route and there's a lot of pressure that I always put myself through. And it's just like when I go and lift, it's like, oh, I feel grounded. I feel lighter. I was like, the pressure is gone. And I need that versus someone who doesn't have a defined route. It's more like, yoga, Pilates, something less intense, if you can say. Yeah. But yes. yeah, oh my God, this is this has been such a good, good, good conversation. I want to yeah. ask you one last question. Um, what is your truth? And by that, I mean underneath all the conditioning, programming, belief system, the bullying, the stories, like who is the real Melissa? Mm, I love that. The real Melissa, oh God, she is just lit up she just re she just ignited she has lots of energy she just is kind and she shows up for people and herself it's just the funny thing is that this this all started because i was bullied right like this all began because i went through sexual trauma in my childhood and i then brought it to do something or a higher purpose which was my body right but then now has become like my life, right? Like it be, has become my life that now I can talk about this and have this power within myself. So like really the true me is the essence of who I am is what I do. So like everything that you see on social media, online, it's it's my essence. It's really, everything is like little sprinkles of what I do and who I am and little sprinkles of like the the quirky things that I say that are like not really funny, but people will laugh at them because it's like kind of awkward not to laugh at them. So they're going to laugh or like the little like things like that. I have like seven different laughs and I laugh differently every single time for different experiences and different things. And I'm super quirky, but I used to like be so shy about it. And I used to be like, no, that's not me. Now, like I embrace all of it because I get to embrace myself so many di different, beautiful ways that it's like, that's my essence. My essence is like really who you see on social media and who you see as myself the conversations we had like my essence is all of this now because I don't hide from social media anymore I don't hide who I am I don't hide all of it and I'm not saying I'm going to talk about everything on social media right and bring everything out to the world but I also don't hide what I do or who I am and who is in my world etc etc right like I really walk myself and lead myself in a really big way that I get to show up for others through my truth. That's amazing. And I can totally see you are who you are offline. You're the same online. And that's when you have that. It's like, yes, you're your true self. Yes. I can totally yes. feel the energy. And everything. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes. You. Well, this has been amazing. I feel like I can talk to you more, but I want to honor your time. And this has been beautiful. Thank you so much for bringing your wisdom, your medicine, your energy here with us. So how can people connect with you and your work and everything that you do and learn more about this sleigh? <laughs> Of course, yes. So you can find everything that you want, free masterclass, my paid programs, all of that. You can find them in slaywithmelissa.podia.com. You can find everything there, um, sales pages, all those things if you desire. You can also find my podcast. It's also called And She Is, the podcast by Melissa Mejia. So you can find that on Apple or 
all of the other sites as well. You can friend me on Facebook, Melissa Mejia, or you can also be my friend on Instagram at Slay with Melissa, which I love stories because as a sacral Manny Jen, I am obsessed with them. I get lit up by them. Um, but in that area, you can find me and you can just see again the truth behind everything that we talk about. Yeah, and connect with your energy. Well, everything, all the links to your social media and all the places where people can connect with you, they're going to be the show notes. Everything else, I am so happy and thankful that you came and we had this beautiful Thank conversation. You so Thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you, Mary. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for being part of this conversation for Feminine Truth Podcast. This podcast is for you, for me, for us, for the Feminine Collective. Thank you so much for spending your time and energy with us. Share on Instagram and Facebook stories what resonated with you. And if you're listening to this and for anyone to get a hold of this podcast at Feminine Truth Podcast, and if you feel called to, Leave us a review, let us know your thoughts, let, let us know how this has felt for you listening to the podcast. And the episodes are going to be every Tuesday, so I cannot wait to see you next time. Sending so much love.